everyone, I'm Melanie. And I'm Diana. And we're two queens in a pod. Cast. Yeah, so it is our first episode of the new year of 2023. Yeah. I hope everyone's new year is off to a good start. If you listen to our year end review, sure. Mm-hmm. You you probably already know we're gonna do a weekly posts now or weekly drops. And also, you know, just the other day, we decided that we're going to do a little check-in, too. Just, like, how you doing? Like, a New York City temperature check. A Queens temperature check. A Queens so, check? Or are we doing, like, New York or, like, Queens? I think we could do both. All right. I we'll mean, do, like, I think, the whole city. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a little bit of, like, Queens news. I think you have a little bit of, like, New York City news, right? Are right, you want to start with the Queens news? Yeah, we'll start small, right? Okay, yeah. We, see, we saw that the owner of the Mets, Cohen... He is uh, conducting, like, basically a town hall meeting, something like that, over in City Field to discuss what they should do with the space. So if you all don't know, it's sort of like no man's land over at City Field. It's yeah. It's like, how would you describe it, Mel? Give us a visual. Automobile Central. Well, not even Automobile Central. Automobile Parts Central. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there's speculation that. Yeah. That, I mean, we don't uh, want to go into it. Like what that like the drama. People Earth, think like, that mobs, there might be some bodies in there, but mobs bodies. Yeah, like who knows what. But we won't go down that rabbit no, hole. No, but no, basically, no. it's dead there. There's really nothing going on. As far as like a social scene is. Like, right. Like yeah. if you go to Yankee Stadium, there's bars and restaurants around. Mm-hmm. Like you go to you know, Wrigley Field or Fenway. Like, it's within the city. It's within a lively area. City Field does not have that. So um, this guy, Cohen, he really wants to build up the team and apparently the surrounding area. So they're having, like, a little meeting. And I looked into it, and there was no space. Like, I only heard about it two days before the meeting actually took place, which was today. uh, January 7th. Saturday, yeah, January 7th. And I was like... They totally had, like, a VIP guest list where they were not inviting, you know, like, George, the bodega owner. Yeah, like, they were like, everyone come on out. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, like, news yeah. outlets. <laughs> yeah, like, Jimmy the locksmith was not invited, yeah. you know? And neither were we, but... No. Uh, I don't know. What do you think they should put there? I definitely think there should be more bars and restaurants. Um, I don't know. It's kind of confusing, though, because when you think about how McFadden's, like, that was a bar, and mm-hmm. it was always really crowded, but do I think that we're getting enough of a crowd to make it as popular as the Bronx? No. Yeah, because if you think about it, like, the only way that they could make, like, even, like, a mini town out of it is if they actually build up residential places in addition to commercial places. Like, they would have to make a whole, like, you know, almost like co-op city, but with, like, restaurants underneath. for, for, For the restaurants to survive between you know, um, between the, the October and, and like March. Exactly. And I think that if you're thinking of what kind of, what kind of, um, expense is this going to be for like, are these restaurants going to be like the $1 sign or the $3 sign, which is, this is not, uh, the surrounding areas like Corona and Flushing, like they're not built for people who want to like, like go to those expenses stores, places. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It would have been interesting to be a fly on the wall in that meeting, but I guess we'll find out in time. Yeah. It'll come out, obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, in New York City news, we've yeah. been talking about this for a while. The rats. <laughs> rats. They're everywhere. Damn rats. I hate rats. They drive me crazy. So we thought it was really funny that this is becoming such a big topic that... 
our mayor wants to have an entire elite rat killer like team. Bounty, bounty hunters. Bounty hunter rats. <laughs> so I, I have been trying to push Diana to change, do her ch- a career change into I'm th- you know becoming the uh, okay grand like, inspector rat killer. <laughs> I think I told you this, and I feel like maybe it was a premonition. I had a dream maybe like a year or two ago where there were so many rats in New York that they made it legal for New Yorkers to, like, kill them. Like, this shoot is your them. dream. Yeah, like, with a BB gun yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, so now, I feel like it's manifesting, and, like, maybe, yeah, maybe it is my calling. Like, maybe I was meant to be the the, rat in, the ratinator. All right. Well, you can put your application in, I think, <laughs> and uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But in, in our... For our podcast today, what we're going to be talking about is the New York Hall of Science, uh, which is located in Flushing Corona Meadow. Flushing, but Flushing, Flushing Meadows, Meadows Corona, Corona, Corona Park. Park. There we go. It's a little tongue twister. Say that three times fast. Yeah. And we actually went there today, which is January 7th. This is dropping on January 10th. Yes, it is. So um, we're, we have some experience. We're going to tell you about the history, and then we'll tell you about our experience that we had when we were there. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to start us off? Bring it, bring it back sure. to the top. Well, how, where was the Hall of Science? How did it, how did it come to be? So the Hall of Science was birthed during the World's World Fair, Fair, the 1964 World's Fair, and it's actually one of the few remaining structures from from that time. And at the time, it was one of the first uh science museums like yeah. that was just dedicated mm-hmm. to that they really it was like really even wanted. now i think it's like one of new york city's only real science museum or like right. um hands-on hands-on like yeah, yeah yeah definitely so it's unique in that way um interestingly enough though when it was first established it wasn't what it is now like now as we saw and, and researched that it's very much about like everyday science and like actual scientific right, topics. Yeah. Whereas in the past, when it was first established, it was like tomorrow science land. Fiction. Yeah. And I think because in 1964, this was like the whole thing about the, what was it? The uh, um, race to the moon, right? That uh, was like 1969. That's when the moon, like moon landed. Yes, we landed in 1969. Yeah, 1969. You ever heard that Aaron yes. Stevens song? No, it yes. Went to, to the, the moon. moon. In 1969. Not the year before, but the year after. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, so we went to the moon and I think that was, I think that was like just a craze in general. Like everything was like space and mm. Mars and like, you know. And so this was five years before that. Yeah. You know, and so And then they were like, were... Mm, we're gonna, we're gonna make it more of a relevance to just everyday life in science. Yeah. So that's what they did. Yeah. Um, and I, that switch happened a bit later on, like after they it closed for a bit. So when it's in its first iteration, when it was like sci-fi, Futurama, Tomorrowland vibes, it was open from 1964 to 1979. Mm-hmm. And then it closed down for a pretty long time. Um, a couple of years, yeah. yeah it didn't reopen years. until 1960. 1986. Yes. Yeah. Because I think, and it was really hard. I, I, you know, I don't know if you got how far you got into it but it was like a budgetary drama yeah um well why don't we talk about we'll get into this when we talk a little bit more of a recent but the way why don't you talk about where the hall of science is located right so as we all know it's it's in flushing meadows corona park but formerly known as ash dump but (laughs) it's pretty much swampland yeah it's like and it's also downhill from 
Flashing Metal Park. Like where the Hall of Science is located, it's in a downward slope. Like it's not on any higher ground. Right. The location of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's very um, apt to get flooded. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's always getting like, uh, you know, it's, it's when, when they renovated it, there was this guy, apparently a physicist, Alan J. Friedman. He Uh was part of like, he was the sort of trailblazer of the, of the, uh, renovation process and yeah. when he walked into it there was like an inch of water like yeah they like, said there was like a <laughs> moat around the hall of science well what the hall of science used to be but it, it, there was like a moat and it was just debris and they said everything was like paint was chipping off the wall like they said it was like in really bad, bad. shape yeah, yeah exactly and so um you know just the nature of where it is and then also you know I also kind of think like things in the so this is like one of the things that stayed from the hall of from the world's fair yeah because a lot of institutions and things left so what I'm thinking is even during the world's fair I think everyone's um anticipation when they were building these was that it wasn't gonna be for long term yeah so like they, they were, didn't build they were, like, the hall of science to be like something that was gonna be here for now it's been here for sixty years you right know? yeah yeah they weren't yeah exactly it was almost like setting Make up camp job or something. Yeah, yeah like let's set up camp yeah. and then we'll wrap it up but yeah, yeah yeah it stayed and i think people um i think the fact that it is probably our our only science museum made people feel like we needed to keep it around and keep it building um so yeah, yeah it finally opened again in 1986 and yeah. do you have anything on that yeah so in the 80s i th- i found this really interesting in the 80s, they had a training program for science, science majors. So if you were a science major in college, you could um, get a tuition waiver for Queens College if you committed to two years in the city system um, being a science educator. Yeah. Which I, I thought was that. awesome. It's kind of like Teach for America. Right. But like in our borough, you know, or in our city, city boroughs. Right. And it's like a bartering system. It's yeah. like you get an education and then you give education back to the yeah, city. Yeah. Which is, good... I thought that was really great. I mean, that was in the 80s. I did some more research, which I'll about what is now something that they do for the city They're programming now. Uh, yeah. But that was back in the eighties, and yeah. you know, these colleges kind of all over though, right? They yeah. were part of like starting the Louis Armstrong Middle School. Yeah, maybe they we'll do a deep dive into Queens College later on. But yeah, I think that would be good. But also re- the reopening eighty six. I meant to ask you, what else happened that year? Something oh, special. The New York Mets won the World Series. What a year! Yeah, what a weird, what a what a year to be alive. <laughs> we right. weren't we weren't alive. We weren't no, alive. We're not. Um, and then ten years later, there was another upgrade, right? That it, it went yeah. through. So in 1996, they began an 80 million renovation um, and expansion, which included the 80 new million rotunda. Dollar. 80 million dollars. Yeah. It included the new rotunda, a cafe, gift shop, theater, and the science pr- playground. So it added a lot of things um, in the 1996 uh, renovation. Do you have a memory of that? Do you have a memory of like going before and then seeing it in 96? No, I don't have memories when I was six <laughs> years old. So like, no, we're I like seven. <laughs> I was six. Okay, my birthday is at yes, the end of September. <laughs> okay, don't try to link me in with your old ass. <laughs> Well, Graham over here. <laughs> remember? I remember. No, yeah. I remember it only being that kind of round area. Yeah, the great. And mom. then yeah, and then all of a sudden seeing the rotunda for the first time and seeing the cafe and all of that. Uh-huh. Um, I remember. I just I remember a memory of that for some reason. And but you have a good memory from the after expansion too. 
Didn't you have a little sleepover? I did. So was that after 1996 or before? Okay, this is what I really think. All right, yeah. So I slept over the Hall of Signs twice. Ooh, bougie. I know, I'm so fancy. So the first time, I think it was before. And it was okay. when I was in Girl Scouts and we okay. had a sleepover. So I must have been really young. And then the second time I slept over the Hall of Science was in two, ooh, probably 1999. Were you in the Louis Armstrong Yes, school? I was. I was. Ah, yes, seven seven two seven nine seven. What? What? What school has that many numbers? <laughs> IS two two seven yeah. in the house. Yeah, we slept over. And uh, I remember, like, the girls had to sleep on the bottom floor and the boys slept on the top floor. Um, and I remember it was, like, it was good times. It was fun all around. Just being yeah. a fifth grader and, and, and saying you did that. So. so apparently, like, sleeping at that museum was, like, a big... Uh, the Hall of Science. Is that a museum? Do we consider it a museum? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, is a big thing. Like, a lot of people, a lot of my friends did it. I don't remember sleeping there ever. No. I gotta tell you. I remember going and being in the bubbles, which we'll get to the upset of 2023. Oh, oh but the biggest upset so far, seven seven days in. I know. Um, but... Yeah, I remember being in the bubbles and you're standing there and then you pull the chain and the bubble comes around you. That was the greatest yes, thing. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then you like fell in it and you had this, you were like basically in a snow globe. Yeah. It was good. It was good times. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I also remember during that time, and I know all you like, you Queens kids who've gone, this is like the highlight of the, of the, of the, of the, of the, of your time signs there. Of your time mm-hmm. there. Was the slanted floor room mm-hmm. with the checkered floor. Yep. And like you looked really, it was like an, it was a um, optical, optical illusion. illusion. Yeah. And so like you would stand on one side and you would look like a giant. And then if you look like on the other end, you would look really a lot shorter. Yeah. And it was like this really cool thing that kids just would run around and have a great time. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, people! It is no longer <sighs> there. It is not yeah, there anymore. I almost walked out when I heard that it wasn't there anymore. I was like, we "What's the point did. of going here?" It's literally the first thing we asked for. Yeah. Like, someone asked us, "Like, hey, do you need any help getting around?" We're like, "Yeah, yeah where's the, where's the slanted room?" And they're like, "Oh, we got rid of that." Ugh. And guess what else they got rid of, Diana? The bubbles. The bubbles weren't there. They said they're thinking yep. about bringing them back or something. Yep. But. That was a disappointment. That was a that was a party foul. But yeah, let's so let's bring it let's bring it back to um to to now. So yeah. uh it was currently closed eighteen months due to COVID. Right. And once it opened back in July of twenty twenty one, it was only open for seven short weeks before Hurricane Ida ravaged the whole Hall of Science. Right. It, Mainly because yeah. of where it's built right like you were saying yeah, earlier. the same thing like all the water came down and into the actual museum and flooded it flooding it destroying 20 percent of the exhibits and costing 15 million dollars in damages yeah yeah so but I once mean, it once it like re so it reopened and people like flocked to it like it's it is a community staple. It is something, even in the 80s, like, they were surprised at the attendance that it got, even in the 80s when it was re- remodeled. Like, it is something that in the city is important and brings in a lot of curious curious minds, I guess, yeah. you know, and kids. Uh, yeah, I think I would say that's the main thing. It's a really great place for um, students to go to really get, a better understanding of like applied science mm-hmm. you know a lot of times i feel like you teach something out of a textbook or yeah you know nothing nothing that gives them like a tactile experience and yeah. it's just ideas and the hall of science is really a great 
place and it's a it's a mecca for field trips like i feel like that's the place like every kid goes on a field trip right and it it allows them to make more sense of the things they're learning um in a less tactile way so you know yeah and they have a lot of so they have a lot of workers that that are there and they have this STEM learning program. So people who don't know, STEM is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Mm. And to become an explainer, which is what they call their workers, you have to be, this is the requirements to work at the Hall of Science as an explainer. You have to be a resident of one of the five boroughs. And you also have to be enrolled in either high school, college, a trade school within New York City. Those are the two requirements to be an explainer. And you kind of grow... Um, you get like sponsorships from there. You get to grow your knowledge in science. Mm-hmm. And I have did, I did like side research to see, you know, I went on like Glassdoor and like Indeed and kind of was like, wanted to see the comments and everyone wrote such positive things. There were some negative things about the CEO, which I don't want to really go into because I don't really know much about that. Okay. But as far as working there, like just working there, Everyone said they love working there, that it's so educational and they love working with children. And I kind of want to now talk about our experience there because we saw these explainers in action and the workers there. We did. And honestly, even before I remember we were there and you're like, everyone looks really happy. That's (laughs) the first thing I said. I every single person we interacted with was, I think, high school level, right? Like they were. They look so young. Cause yeah. like I remember as a kid thinking like they're, they're so old, right? <laughs> like there must be scientists and they're discovering new planets. And, and then now like as an 17 adult. 17 year olds, like. <laughs> you go there as an adult, you're like, you guys are babies. What are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> but everyone looked like they really liked their job and they, they did like presentations. Like these high schoolers were doing presentations about uh, dissecting a cow's eye. Yes. You know? And I remember they've been doing that cow eye dissection yeah. since 96 kid like they've been doing that forever i remember uh, experiencing that one but i Um, guess just like think about that the generation that is high schoolers now and just learning the skills of present like presenting and like personal development i feel like that's an amazing job to have there yeah i mean on glassdoor how much how much they making so because it would only show me like the actual workers of hall of science so like Uh, the people who you're you know your friend who's one of like the got it, social got media, it. whatever, you yeah. know, like it would only showed you like salary workers. I'm like, those people uh, want salary workers. They're probably getting minimum wage. Yeah. Like yeah. close to that, like $10 like or something. No, yeah. 15 probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. We're yeah. at 15 now. So that's not bad. So, I mean, if I'm a high school kid and right. I like my job and I get paid 15 an hour, yeah. I'd rather do that. Yeah. That sounds good. But all right. Can we go into the cons? I know. Well, we already listed two. The bubble's yeah. gone. The bubble's gone. The slanted room is gone. Yeah. That was sad. But a lot of things were closed or for renovate, not even renovations. They just said like, they had a lot of these signs that said like, sorry, closed. They're like temporarily temporary out, closed, of out of service. Another the playground was out of service. Well, I think, I think another That's thing. That's doing renovations. Yeah. yeah it's, I think they're doing renovations in the playground. And then they had this cool like mini golf looking thing. But I think that's a seasonal, seasonal thing. Yeah. Which they um, had ice skating, but it wasn't ice skating. It was like <laughs> fake ice because it was hot in there. It's not cold. Yeah. Like as AstroTurf is to grass, whatever we were skating on is is to ice like it was fake ice fake ice yeah and, and it was off we were not good <laughs> like the gl- the whole gliding like the yes. texture of it, it was more run. gliding less ice skating yes yeah but no it was less gliding you couldn't glide more gliding less ice skating is what i meant to say you just said the same thing again <laughs> <laughs> less gliding 
No more gliding. No, I couldn't glide. You I felt like glide. I kept getting oh, okay, stuck. Okay, you know okay. what I'm I saying? I thought we were gliding. No, like you know when you go ice skating, you could glide. All right, what and about like... more sliding, less gliding? <laughs> okay, okay, I'll take that. Okay. We'll, we'll agree on that. <laughs> um, but as far as you know. But we were like the only two adults there. Everyone yes. else was kids, and it was great for kids. There was of like course. a million interactive things, like getting your hands and doing things. Mm-hmm. Interactions, yeah. you know. And uh, another thing you all should know is if you want to go on Saturday and you want to have full access, like right away, I would go after eleven because they yeah. do these like um, they ten do to these- eleven. They have sensory. Um, sensitive like for people who are sensitive to like sound and light yeah. they turn off those things so you know if you have a child who is who's sensitive to those things like that would be a great time to go mm-hmm. um but if you're not and you want to really experience all that then you probably want to go after 11 on saturday which yeah. we realize that's fine we just went back to the stuff later um one thing that i thought was fun it was like one of the first interactive things we did was like there was this like it was like a navigation thing. It was like this little ball and then you had this like iPad and you had to try oh, and get yeah. it through the maze. So there's like this one floor where they have all of these activities that it has like, I guess they're, I guess you would call them an explainer. Like they're the yeah. workers and there's all these little obstacle courses. So the one thing that we did was there was a ball connected to an iPad and on your iPad you had to glide the ball to the through the maze yeah that was really cool yeah so like you would make a gesture and then a second later the ball would like you were basically giving this robot instructions yeah 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 and then we did the stop motion which we'll put a picture up on the pod you'll see that thank god mel was there because she knows how to draw (laughs) i don't know what my stop motion animation would have been if if you didn't but yeah it was cool we watched a movie like a 3d movie they have a theater yeah the 3d movie was interesting it was a like hidden islands of the pacific and so basically there's these like untouched islands in the pacific um like humans are not allowed to go there or anything and they're just like basically if they're trying to find out why the coral reef is surviving there but not in other places right. in hot water. And I mean, like, uh, yeah. because there's no humans there yeah. messing it up. <laughs> I mean, like, I could have solved that Whoa. for them. Duh. But, <laughs> but control your kids. Because if you don't... We're not mothers here. We're two not mothers. Yeah, we we're not parents. That. There was a kid that was literally running in front of the screen and his parents could not catch him. Also, the parents were a little dumb because they kept running towards him and obviously he's gonna run in the opposite direction he's not gonna no. run into your arms well this is what's happening it went on for about like two it went minutes. way too long and this is what happened the baby runs on stage and instead of just right away going for it and getting the kid the mom was being very cognizant of not blocking the like she didn't want to run other in front people's of the screen. experience but at the end of the day i mean there's a baby in front of the screen yeah. it's all you've already disrupted the piece my favorite part <laughs> was when she looked at her husband after struggling for two minutes and said can you help me <laughs> it really reminded me of my sister because <laughs> oh he was gosh. just chilling that husband was just chilling in he the front seat it, yeah. he was watching he was watching the movie not the yeah kid, he was able to block around. his kid out like no problem <laughs> oh man but yeah okay so at the end of the day i'll still diana's <laughs> at the end of the day i'm gonna say if you want to go to the hall of science go in i would say suggest more warmer weather because Hopefully the playground will be renovated in the summer. That was a huge part I I remember as a kid going through and Mm -hmm. all of that was like rockets and stuff. Right. And then they have the mini golf. So I think that 
potentially you could spend, we were there for two hours and we didn't do half of that stuff. So I think you could spend a, a big chunk of your day there if those all activities were open. Yeah. I think, personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I would say like if, if, if it was warmer weather and we could include all of that into it, it yeah. would have felt like, but I think it was our first time going since we were kids. So it was this like reality check of like, this museum is catered to kids. Yeah, but yeah. then also We're like that, yeah. the nostalgia of our favorite things not being there. I think that really like yeah, hits hard. Yeah, I, like yeah, but know. I guess like when you're a kid now, you're gonna have new favorite things there. Like exactly. you don't if you don't remember the bubbles, then like your probably favorite you thing is them. is maybe that robot iPad thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But okay, so I to end off the podcast, Diana was thinking that she w- was trying to research some drama and couldn't find it. No, the most I found was that it floods too much. That's that's the most juicy. That's the drama that yeah, you got? Yeah, that's all I got. So I don't have any juicy drama, but I do have a tragic tale that happened in 1994. So the Great Hall is this one exhibit. It's It was what was built in 1964. The so it's this whole big structure. We'll put pictures of, up of it. And currently there, there's an exhibit of um all of these screens i think that like van gogh art exhibit in the city like mm-hmm. you go in there and take instagram pics and yeah. all that stuff yeah so um it also is a big place that people have events like oh, okay. proms and stuff all so like weddings there i don't know what now I'm, I'm this is like uh, 1990s yeah. i don't know if they do now but oh. in 1994 there was a high school prom that was being um held there okay and they had all of these balloons that were going to fall at 1230 to end the prom. Like it was going to be this whole thing. It was mm-hmm. going to be the end of the prom and everyone's looking up. Right. Right before the balloons fell, a freak accident happened and a metal, a metal pipe fell on one of the high school <gasps> students. Her name was um, Minka Chapman. She was a, a Queens resident oh, no. and she died. Oh, no. And what's even more crazy about this story is when they were doing the investigation, yeah. they have no idea where that pipe came from. Like, it's not anything that was used to, like, um, build it. They were like, maybe this pipe was from, like, 40 years ago. They don't know. Like, in the remodel, you know, in, like, the 80s, like, they didn't use right. that piping. So it's kind of like this weird freak accident mystery. Yeah. And the balloons never fell for that high school. So they're Prom. still stuck up there. No, I don't, I don't think they're stuck <laughs> up there. Sorry. But. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's awful. Yeah. Jesus. Is that enough drama for you, Diana? Uh, Did you that I, wet your whistle? I wish you didn't find it, man. I would have been fine with just knowing the place floods a little too much. It's a freak accident. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about how when things were first built, maybe they weren't built to last. Yeah. It's just like a weird pipe that never got fully installed, but never... Or removed or anything. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, that's it. But... To bring it back on a lighter note. Yeah, let's let's bring it back. It's, we've gone to a very dark place. <laughs> yeah, well, I just think that the Hall of Science in general is just such an important part of Queen's history and mm-hmm. thus being a part of the city, there's so many, I think, different, you know, diversities. It is also distinguished as one of the cultural institutions that was, it was designated that. Yeah, so that's well. how, yeah, that's how we're able, how it's able to get um, a New York City cultural institution. That's how it gets funded. Yeah. So like taxpayer dollar mm-hmm. goes into keeping it mm-hmm. on its feet. Right. Yeah. And I just think that since like Queens is such a diverse place to live, a lot of these, most diverse, a lot of these, a lot of like children who live in this, uh, 
borough or boroughs, you know, are not really used to seeing all of like the technology and science in their everyday life. So they come here and it kind of like blows their mind and gets them excited about maybe becoming a career in one of these. Yeah. Or even it explains the technology they see in their everyday life, right? So it's not just like, oh, it's a phone. Oh, it's just a robot. Like it really puts it into practice. Yeah. And also a great place for um, for youth to get work and to, you know, experience um, being part of Queens and, and, and learning and teaching and, and all that good stuff. All the things that you should be excited about. All the stuff. So <laughs> go, stuff. bring your kids, bring yeah. your wife. Yeah. And then we'll just end on what we paid for it. So our we did the full experience, which included everything, the 3D movie, the ice skating, and then entry into the museum. And we paid $29. Yeah, that's for adults. That's adults, yeah. Kids, it's cheaper. But you also have the option of not getting the skating and not getting the movies in- involved. And you could pay yeah. for everything separately if you choose. So yeah, it's up to you. Yep. Meet yourself where you're at and pay as much as you can afford. Yeah. And All go right. get some Corona Ice King after. Yes. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us today. And uh, any last words? Fare thee well. All right, and bye.